Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining us once again here on Talk and Fight, another exciting episode of Knuckle Up with Mike Warp 4 and your favorite Cedric Ben in the den as well. Uh, and today, as promised, we've got uh, the first of our Hannah reviews coming up, and I'll leave it in your very <laughs> capable hands, gentlemen. Yes, honestly. Uh, yeah, great to announce that we have Hannah Bagley in the studio today for an interview. Uh, she agreed to take some time out of her busy schedule to come and join us for a few questions. And uh, yeah, Graham, thanks, man, uh, for the introduction. But we're going to get you out of here and get her in and start this interview off. Right on, have fun. Hey, hello, you okay? Hi, Hannah, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thanks welcome, for taking uh, some time uh, out of your schedule to come join us. Uh, you know, I know you're really busy with all this training and everything. Uh, fresh off a pro debut in uh, September uh, that, yeah. you, that you won uh, actually kind of viciously with uh, an overhand right followed by yeah. a nice left hook. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we want to we want to hear your story. Uh, how did you get into boxing? What age did you start? Yeah. So obviously, do you want the short story or the long story? Because hey, whatever, whatever you want. Whatever take you the want. long so story. Like, we'll take all the details. We need all the details. Yeah. Let's hear, right, the details. Okay. let's hear the details. So um, basically, I was like a bit of a tearaway when I was younger. Not malicious. Just um, couldn't stay out of trouble. Couldn't back down. Um, always getting in trouble, like fighting. So got expelled from my high school, <laughs> got sent to a naughty school. Um, within five days, they'd like agreed that I wasn't badly behaved, just had a short fuse. So they agreed to put me in, back into a mainstream school if I had anger management um, and focused on that. So I did that, but then meanwhile, my dad was like, you need to get into a sport because you need to use this energy up that you've got and be able to like control what you've got. So I actually started running. <laughs> <laughs> running and javelin um so i always forget to tell people about the javelin i absolutely loved that but i didn't i didn't take it as serious as the running um and then yeah i don't know like the running fizzled out but i was bored so i started trying something else and that was boxing so went to a boxing gym and didn't really know what i was doing i enjoyed the training and i said oh yeah i'd probably like to fight like amateur um and they were like, yeah, well, you know, if you're here for a long time, you show you're committed, because I was only 14. Um, so obviously, you know, if you show that you're committed and you train hard, then we'll get you a license. So I didn't really stick it out, to be honest with you. I got a social life when I went to this new school, got a boyfriend, thought, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I'd rather be out with my friends. So, and I really regret that now. Um, I, I really wish I'd have stuck at it. But... <laughs> you know everything happens for a reason so um i gave it up for quite a few years and when i say quite a few i wasn't like 21 22 when i when i took it back up and um it was by accident again i was a bit chubby um i was going to the gym for fitness and the gym that i was in called bulldogs had boxing classes on in the back with a boxing ring there was about eight bags there was two different rooms to box in and it was like a good little setup so i was doing that for fitness and i was enjoying the training again and then um there was a there was a they were having a show um and there was a girl bout on it and they'd already had like the opponents match and everything. I was nothing to do with it in that respect. Um, but he just asked me, would I spar his girl, Carmen? So I said, yeah, okay, no worries. Don't really know what I'm doing. So like, you'll have to explain to me like what I'm going to do and um, what the rules are. Uh, I've never, I was never. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I was never a boxing fan either. Like, I'll right, be honest, I wasn't a boxing fan or anything. Um, I didn't really watch telly when I was younger. I liked to just go out and play out. That's how my dad had brought me up. So for me, like, I hadn't really got into anything like that in terms of, like, watching the telly religiously, waiting for fights and things. So I didn't really know anything about it in terms of the IQ or anything, really. And then, um, safe to say, like, after the spa, she was like, no, boxing's not for me. Um, it's one thing doing pads and bags. It's another thing being punched in the face. So, and then I loved it. I actually really loved it. So he was just like, right, she doesn't want to do the show. We have sold loads of tickets on the basis that there's going to be a woman bow. It's, like, interesting. It still wasn't a massive thing when I started. Um, so are you going to take a place or, you know? So I was like, yeah, right then. So did it with five weeks training um, lost it. But it wasn't like a clear decision. We were stood in the middle of the ring, not even boxing. We were just like a phone box, throwing <laughs> punch after punch, like stood toe to toe. Then I go back to my corner and like, what are you doing? Like box, um, you know, get on your jab. Go back out, toe to toe, middle of the ring, every round. So... Um, I can't say how they picked a winner off that because it was absolutely <laughs> terrible. Um, I'm guessing they just thought who's who who looked the better one out of this terrible show. So um, yeah, after that, I decided mm, not sure if I want to fight again. It was a bit embarrassing, a bit nerve wracking. So it knocked my confidence a little bit. Um, and then yeah, I, I carried on the training, but wasn't really intending to fight. Then I went to Australia and um, was still training, like not really taking it serious or anything like that. Just going to a couple of gyms in the evenings, sometimes with my partner. Um, but as far as fighting was going, I wasn't really that interested. And then I came home for like a break to sort my visa out because I was on a working holiday visa in Australia, but I'd been offered residency. Um, so I had to go home and sort all the documents out because uh, the visa I was on was about to run out. So me and my partner went back to England to sort the visa out. And while we were there, we thought, you know what, let's just take up like, you know, the gym. We're in the gym anyway. Let's take on a fight. So we decided we were going to do like um, a show together. Um, however, I ended up just doing the show. I can't remember why he didn't do it, but I ended up just doing the show. Um, I think he had commitments elsewhere, maybe something to do with work. I'm not actually sure. And so anyway, I, I did the fight. Um, lost it again because this time I got in the ring and didn't throw so I like froze and she just like pinged my head off so um, and then by the time I'd got into the fight it was too late like I'd give her too many rounds um, and there were only like three or four rounds yeah so um, you know after the promotion well I can't really come up to you and say that that was a close fight <laughs> and I was like nah yeah I'm aware of that I'm never boxing again so then I had like my tantrum and went home, cried, um, then went and partied with my friends and thought, you know what, like it's done. And then a couple of weeks later, I was a bit like jealous because I've seen people like getting ready to like build up the fights and things like that. And, you know, there was a lot of uh, white collar boxing at this time. So I thought, you know what, I'd rather be in an opponent because there's no pressure. Your fans aren't there. Um, get rid of these nerves. And then if you lose, like nobody knows you. So no one cares. <laughs> yes, um, yes. So then me and my boyfriend decided, right, we were going to go on the road and fight. So me and my partner started going down to um, wherever the fights were as the opponents. And 
we never lost. Like we started winning. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like my nerves went. He was doing my corner. I was doing his corner. I don't think any of us really were qualified to be doing each other's corner. <laughs> but you know, um, we just heart. made do. Yeah. And um, yeah. So like started put, like putting people out. Um, T kills, stoppages, clean kills points wins and I thought you know what I absolutely love this like what was I bothered about so then I started doing home shows again and was winning them and um yeah it was just like it was a great experience so we had about 11 fights in eight months um it was mad oh wow whoa so, 11 yeah. fights in eight, eight months, months. months. wow Talk yeah so and then that's how it long that's how long it took to sort the visa <laughs> as well so it was like <laughs> it was stressful so right. um yeah Anyway, we, we went back to Australia and before I went back, like my dad said, like, you're going to, you're going to miss this. Like, I was like, no, I won't because, you know, our life's in Australia. I'll box in Australia. Like, I was deluded. I got to Australia and then when I actually wanted to fight and spar people, like, um, no one really wants you to spar the girls or stuff or anything like that, especially if you've got no, like, real experience and things or if they see that you're a little bit heavy-handed because um, over there there's a lot of politics in terms of, like, the, the boxing gyms that I went to. Right. And to be honest, as um, an English, like, resident in Australia, they were saying, well, how long have you got on your visa? And I was like, four years, but then I can apply for citizenship. And they would say, oh, yeah, well, we could definitely get you a fight like by then. And I thought, you're literally going to try and get as much money out of me as you can right. before you'll turn me over. So I was like, mm, yeah, not for me. So I, I started thinking like, I need to do this for the rest of my life. Like this is what I want to do as a job and nothing's cutting it anymore. Like my, I was I was so passionate about painting and decorating and I had such an amazing career, an amazing opportunity, amazing jobs. I'd done it for nearly you know, a decade. And I was just like, no, I don't like it anymore all I can think about I'm at work painting people's houses whilst thinking about punching people in the face so it, to me it was just <laughs> and and I, I just like I was I felt depressed I thought if I can never box again as a job like that's gonna really upset me so yeah. I did a couple of messages to a couple of coaches in Blackpool and they basically just said um I'm not sure if you could turn pro I don't know if you're good enough uh, the only way you will know is if you come home it's a big risk to make. Go and think about it. And then if you're still not sure, take some time, discuss it with your partner or whatever. But straight away, I just thought, well, if, if that's the only way that you're going to know is to try, I don't care. So I just I had a word with my boyfriend said, listen, this is what I want to do. I understand that you had a life before me because I went out there and we got together whilst he was already living there. So, you know, I understand if you want to stay, like this is where your life's been for the last like five or six years. Um, I'm not going to uproot you, but this is what I'm doing. Um, and it's what I want to do for my career. So obviously we'll have to just figure out the logistics in the in the future if obviously you want to stay. So he was like, right, can I have a couple of days to think about it? So I was like, yeah, but in the meantime, I'm going to book my flights if you don't think about it in the next day or so, because um, I just want to go now. And um, he was just like, wow. One day to decide like it, to change your life. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was, so, it was so abrupt. So that day I thought, I can't wait. I said, listen, I'm going to book my flight. Um, and then if you want to come, jump on the same flight. So I booked my flight because I was looking at him and I was thinking, they're pretty cheap. Like, I'm worried about them going up. I know this is what I want to do. So I booked the flight for a couple of days later. Um, he said, yeah, you know what? Like, I, I think I'm going to stay, maybe stay the summer out. We'll see like, like where we go from there. So I was like, you know what, that's fair enough. Like, I can't blame you. Like, I'm like, I'll be with the life. Like, I felt, if anything, I felt like a dick. So I was just like, can I swear? 
Too late now, but can I? Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? Um, like, I understand if you're like you're pissed with me. Um, I would be too. But if I stay, all I'm going to do is resent what what we have here because I won't be staying for the right reasons. Right. So he was like, no, no, no. Like, go follow your dreams. Completely understand it. Um, I had a feeling you were going to say this because of before we even went back. I'm surprised you actually got on the plane back to Australia. Um, so it was clear that I'd already give them vibes and I didn't even realise. So, right. but I just thought I was going to be able to do it in Australia and it just, it wasn't the case. So, got on the fly that night, landed back in um, Manchester, drove to Blackpool next day in the gym. And yeah, wow. just went from there. And then a week later, he was like, you know what? I'm going to come home. And he was straight on a flight. So it worked out for the best. Nice. That's, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's an awesome story. That's an awesome yeah. story. You, so that's, you, you that's working... a short-ish story. <laughs> that's a short-ish Yeah, story. I've like, cut out that's... loads of details just because it takes about an hour uh, to tell it. You were, you, were, you were working full-time at one point as well as training, right? How, how, how did that work out? That must have been I really still difficult. am. I still am, but I'm in a different You still job, are now, so right? Yeah, but it's, it's a much better job in terms of full boxing. So, yeah, I was, I was painting and decorating um, – I was doing like grueling days. So like, you know, I was getting up at five and if we were working away, I was, I was setting off on the motorway no later than six. Um, but if I wasn't, I was going to go for a run before. So I would either exercise or I'd be on the motorway um, at work. And then we'd do our full day's graft. I'd finish at half past four in the evening. I would then drive to Manchester, which is about an hour with no traffic with traffic you're looking at about an hour and a half to two hours sometimes wow. it was longer because at the time there was loads of roadworks on the motorways so it was horrendous then i'd get there for about 6 p.m so bearing in mind i've been out the house 12 to 14 hours by the time i get there right. and then and then i've got to do a session so i'm i'm i'm, I'm knackered i'm hungry yeah um, I've tried not to drink as much water so that I don't need a wee on the motorway because I know I'm getting stuck in traffic. So I'm probably dehydrated. Sometimes I'm like falling asleep on the motorway whilst I'm driving and this, this is so dangerous. So then I'm, I'm doing this session and I'm absolutely dying. I'm tired. I feel unfit. I feel sluggish, I feel slow. And then I'm finishing about between 7 and 8 p.m., then driving back to Blackpool, which was another hour because there was no traffic in the evening. So you're looking at another hour in the morning. I was getting home at 9 o'clock at night from being out the house from gone 5, 6 a.m. It was horrendous. And I did it for for nearly nine months. Um, I only moved um, my job to Manchester uh, a month ago. So I was doing it for all that time. And I've been with Arnie like 10 months now. Um, or something like, yeah, no, maybe a bit longer than 10 months, um, between like 10 and 11 months. And yeah, I was doing it right up until about a month ago. Holy crow. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's dedication for your craft. Honestly, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Shows heart and, uh, and, and definitely dedication. That's and time out, yeah. you had a, you had a coach with you the whole time, like, uh, like, um, during, during this, this period, like during those, those nine months, you had a like, specific one, was it one coach you were working with or like? Yeah, so um, whilst I was driving to Manchester, I was with someone before Arnie, but that was um, the guy who got me my licence, um, started the boxing professionally off for me. Um, and but, now you're with like, Maddie Askin? M- no, Maddie Ellis. Or, or, okay. 
Yeah, Matthew Ellis. He did train Matty Askin, so maybe that's why you okay. think that. Yes. Um, but yeah, so um, I was with him originally. Um, however, he had commitments with like um, his own business and things like that. I obviously um, needed a lot of time and attention because I had no amateur background. And to be honest, looking back at the standard that I was then to now, um, I, I wouldn't have even said, I would have probably asked how I got my license. So, um, you know, for me, I just needed a bit of um, a bit more, uh, a different style and a fresh start. So, I found a new coach and um, changed over managers. Um, so I'm now with Alfie Warren. Right. Um, and yeah, so found found Arnie. And to be honest, Arnie was just as like dedicated as me in terms of like he's his last like pro session was about four o'clock latest. Right. So he used to wait till six for me to get to the gym, then train me. <laughs> so do you know wow. like he was he was slugging it out as well. So we were both like dead <laughs> and we were giving <laughs> we were giving everything like everything we had um but he just said like he'd never seen anyone as dedicated as that and you know if i was willing to give that amount and do what i was doing that he didn't mind waiting them a couple of hours at night time so um you know i'm I'm very very lucky to be honest um to have found arnie so yeah that that was my coach for the nine months of doing that yeah you know what? And honestly, your, your coach did you well, man, because that, that pro debut was a, was a nice one. Yeah. Uh, run, run us through the experience. Like, how, how was it? Uh, like, how were the nerves? How did you settle in? And how yeah. you felt after knocking, knocking her out? To you be honest, because you came right no, after. well, I wasn't. I was not nervous <laughs> um, because <laughs> we'd had um, so many scheduled bouts. I don't know if you guys had seen that at that point, yes. um, but I had so many scheduled bouts so many cancellations and even Borislava was a last minute um, opponent because about f four or five days before my, my this this arranged fight um, the girl dropped out again uh, I can't even remember why I think it was something to do with COVID restrictions um, I'm not actually sure why I don't think it was her fault um, it was just one of those things so I was like oh like not again and then when they said <laughs> oh you're fighting Borislava she was actually my original opponent for the first ever bout who um, wasn't able to fight me for some reason. Right. So I was like, why is she allowed to fight me now, but not then? So I was like, oh, this isn't going to happen. Like, this is not going to happen. And then they were like, it will. It's been approved by the board. Like, stop panicking. And I was like, no, no, I'm panicking. <laughs> and um, then I said, I'm not going to believe it. I am not believing this is going ahead until the minute she steps on that scales in front of me. <laughs> so they were like right that's fine like have that mindset just in case anything goes wrong so anyway she weighed in and um to be fair she was a little bit frosty with me so i was like oh. like i'm like quite <laughs> friendly like i will be quite friendly with somebody um right. even if i'm fighting them you know if i've got no reason not to be if they've not yeah. never done anything disrespectful to me or whatever um so i i'm one of those where i can be quite fr like friendly with them and still like you know, on the night change. Mm -hmm. So um, I was like going to be like dead friendly with her. She was a little bit like standoffish with me. So I was like, all right, well, it is a boxing game. So what can I expect? And then um, <laughs> we weighed in. She weighed in quite a bit heavier. So the board weren't happy about that because I'd actually put on about six kilos to fight her um, in oh, a week's wow. notice. Yeah, in a week's notice. It was hard, very hard. I didn't realise how hard it was to put weight on <laughs> when you don't want to. Um, so... Yeah, so anyway, the board weren't exactly happy. So 
um, luckily it weren't above I think it was I think it was just on the the marker of ten pounds so um they just said to us like are you happy do you want to like skip or like lose some weight or anything and I was like no I don't give a shit like get the fight on (laughs) yeah she could come in three stone heavier and I won't care get her in so (laughs) um so yeah we we weighed in and I was like right the fight's happening like sound we've like done our COVID tests and stuff like they'd all come back fine um, and then, yeah, it was just like a matter of like, right, I just need this to like be done with. Um, but on the day, like, I don't like chilling out too much on the day. I like to stay active. My mind likes to be active. Um, so like me and my partner went out to London. We went on the tube. And because um, obviously the fight was in London, we went sightseeing for the day because we weren't fighting until later at night. So we went out for the day and things like that and then came back later on at night. And within me being at the venue, so we got a taxi like our hour slot before the venue due to like COVID mm. restrictions. So we went an hour before we were due on. So um, by the time we got there, got our gloves on, warmed up, um, and we were in and out. And it was it was a great experience. Um, to be honest, uh, I think I could have boxed better, but I was just like so <laughs> eager to get out of there, like to get there. And, and, right. and show what what we'd been working on in the gym that I just like now I look at it and I like attacked her <laughs> I just didn't I didn't leave her alone so um, no, 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 yeah no, but after no. she caught to me and she went because I weigh in like I weighed in in a bikini and like I had my fake tan done and my hair and everything and um, after it she went um I look at you at weighing yesterday and I think easy and um, <laughs> you, really? yeah and she went and she went but you're very strong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then we exchanged numbers and she said, please, can I get a picture with you? So I was like, yeah. And um, she told me a bit about like herself. So she's actually a dentist. Um, she works in a dentist um, in Hungary, I think it is, um, or Bulgaria. I can't remember where she was from now. Um, but wherever she lives, she works in a dentist as a dental nurse. Um, and oh, she wow. just does this, obviously, for money. Um, but yeah, she just like, she likes to get in there and sort of do the rounds, whatever, but she's been around so long and she really like has been in the game a very long time. She fought Jane Couch three times. So that's like, you know, going way back when. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a nice experience. She was dead nice after, um, and like when the video, um, when someone sent me the video, I sent it, I said, I don't know if you want to see it, but you know, here's the video if you want it. And she put, yeah. And she put lol. Thank you. (laughs) So yeah, she's lovely. So yeah, it was was a good experience. It was, it was nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, when's, uh, any plans, uh, like, to fight soon like do you know when your next boat is when, when yeah 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 so um i'm actually uh, it's just been announced on twitter like the other night um but i'm fighting on the 26th of march um in manchester victoria warehouse and um it's against becky ferguson so we've gone um she doesn't strike you as a prospect on her record i think she's had right. four fights one one win but she always she's always been the opponent so far so like she's not done it the easy way and she's right. four like really good like prospects really um and she actually beat a good prospect the win that she got was away and she beat a good prospect so and she actually fought on the license circuit and i've seen her fight quite a few times in person so um, I just wanted like more of a 50-50 fight. We fought someone who was a bit of a journeyman, got the nerves out of the way. Them fights I don't think are going to do too much for me in the long run because of the lack of experience that I've got previous. I sort of, 
I'm going to have to learn on the job in terms of like my boxing ability. So unless somebody's testing me, that's not going to happen. Um, so we decided we wanted more of a 50-50 fight for this one. Um, right. So yeah, she, um, you know, there's no disrespect to her, whatever. I wouldn't have took it if I thought that I was going to lose. However, you know, she's still got a very good chance and, and so does every boxer. So um, it's definitely going to be exciting. And I'm actually headlining the event. Um, so yeah, nice. that's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be. I can't I'll, wait to um, watch this. These I was looking at some of your some of your fight highlights, and I found a few fights from like 2018 and 19. This uh, showdown at the show bar, you beat up this Meadowcroft girl, and then uh, you had another round in 2019 where you beat up um, Liam. What is her name? Liam Fordham. Oh, um, Leanne Fordham. You see, I hate these videos because I don't box anything like those anymore. And they are so scruffy. Um, you know, they. But I, we had no coach. We were just like boxing up and down the country, like telling each other what to do, me and my fella. And, and neither of us knew what we were doing, really, I don't think so. Um, yeah, it's a bit crazy when I look at them videos, but there's a really funny one. Um, and I don't know if you've seen it yet, but if you've not, you need to find it. I'll send you the link. Um, oh, okay. Danielle, Har Danielle Harper, she trolled me online for three months about she was going to smash my face in. If I died, I died. Doing all the Ivan Drago shite. Really? Um, <laughs> like, really, like, a boyfriend even said that he would oh, wow. put me out of my clothes. Um, so <laughs> there was so much shit, and I was just like, yeah, you just wow. do talking in the ring, love. Um, she weighed in three stone heavier than me. Um, and I absolutely loved her and stopped her in the first round within the first minute. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. So, just, um, just a brawler. You're just a brawler. You love to brawl. Just love a fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's excellent. And yet, uh, what, are some of your, what, what are some of the short-term goals? What, what, do you, what do you see yourself doing in the next six months to a year? What's the plan? Um, we don't really have short-term goals. Um, the, the, the aim is to just keep keep fighting as regular as possible um, because we had such a late start to the year with COVID and stuff. Um, so we just want to get as many fights possible as this year and then we want to go for the titles. Um, obviously, we're going to do it in due course and we don't want to rush it. Um, we want to do it when it's right for my ability, um, which is why we're taking the riskier fights now because there's no point taking them fights in the future if we've not had any tests and then coming unstuck one day when when you actually come against someone who's who's there to win, so that's that's why we're doing it now. And then you know if there's any lessons to be learned, it's it's very soon in your career. And I don't think in women's it's um, the losses define you as as much. So you no. know I'm not I'm not scared of losing. Um, you know th there might be a time where where I do lose a fight, and it's it's just one of those things. At the end of the day, like you just got to carry on and keep going and learn from it. So, um, yeah, you know, th th there's no short-term goals, really. Um, it, there's more of just a structure in terms of train hard, eat clean, um, don't drink, I don't smoke, and just and just keep on track to uh, improving my ability because we have, we, we've still got a long way to go yet. Good attitude as far as the, uh, you know, taking the L as a, as a tell my boxes that I train the L stands for learning, not a loss. So yeah. you, you, you learn from those mistakes and, um, you know, work on it in training and then apply those newly better things in, in your next fight. That's what you're trying to look for. Right. So just yeah. constant, slowly, slow improvement. Um, back to the fighting. What, what is this little beef you had with this Shannon Courtney person? I'm reading the headline. Shannon Courtney <laughs> has no class and doesn't deserve a rematch. 
Oh, they did me dirty with that headline. <laughs> <laughs> he come up to me after the interview and he went, just so you know, this headline's a little bit different than the one we usually give you because he usually did nice to me. And I was like, oh, you've done me dirty. And yeah, he went, listen, we've got, to, we've got to do it at some point. We've got, we've got to give you a headline <laughs> where it's not always going to be in your favour. And he just said, you know, let, let me show it you first. And he showed it me and I was like, you know what, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> um, well, it's almost, it's almost yeah. like you're, you're so much of a nice person that they have to find some angle for, for your opponents to, to not like you. <laughs> yeah. And um, with Shannon, I don't know, like, to be honest, it's not even my, like, I, I don't, I've never, I'm probably never going to fight her because she's quite, um, she's in a way lower category, but she just, I just, she gets on my nerves. Like, I'm not trying to type, but you know, sometimes when, when people are really great on you and, and people say it to me that I great on them. So do you know what I mean? Like, we're not everyone's cup of tea. Unfortunately, she's just not my cup of tea. Um, right. I think her attitude's horrible. Um, she's wrote some silly tweets in the past and I understand that that doesn't always define you, what you say when you're younger and things like that and you can change. But, you know, once you've seen it, you've seen it. You can't see it. So um, there's certain things that I just don't agree with. Um, she slated Ebony Bridges for so long about her appearance in terms yeah. of, um, you know, what she weighed in and, and that she was mocking the sport and people of Katie Taylor's um, stance of, of fought so hard for women's boxing and all this shit, right? And then can't right. even make weight on your world title fight. Right. So, right. you know, it's unprofessional. And so yeah. what my, my problem was with, her is why does it matter what she wears to the scales because when she gets in the ring she turns up she fights and you know she boxes as good as you so like what what is your issue that what you used to what what i my opinion was is that she used to be like you know look at her name baby face assassin she used to be you know the golden girl the first girl that was properly like you know quite good looking very girly fashionable compared to you know some of the the boxes that are more traditional with the way that they they go about things so and then someone comes and she's like probably in my opinion like a 10 times hotter version of that um <laughs> and your nose is put out of joint so now you want to go down the nunnery section and and dress up you know in track suits to weigh in or whatever and that makes right. you feel better about yourself because you must be better than her for that i just didn't like it i didn't like her attitude because it is false yeah. um just be real and be consistent with what you're saying um so yeah i didn't end up, I, that was where my problem arised with her and then since then everything she does just annoys me so <laughs> you just fight her and shut her up for good yeah, right well i mean i mean she's about i'd have to cut off a limb to fire she's, oh. she's <laughs> yeah, way right. way lower category than me well maybe that's that, you know and that's the other thing maybe that's why she has so much confidence to to try to bark at you knowing that she's not ever going to be able to fight you so she's just trying to get the attention yeah right? so Who's who, who's we the dream fight today? If you if you could fight anybody today, who who would the dream fight be? Um, oh, you've put me on the spot there, really, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have a dream fight yet because the problem is, is like when you were saying to me about goals and stuff right. like that, I know that not having the experience we are still learning and we're still really trying to um perfect what it is that i've got and and, and trying to find my style so um i don't really have a dream fight to be honest uh, i just want to eventually win a world title fight so at the time whoever has got that title will be that girl um you know there's the certain opponents that i think would be good fights for me um in the not so far future like maybe georgia o'connor um april 
I've forgotten her name now. Um, no, not April. Um, there's eight, there's, there is April Han, uh, April Hunter, sorry. Um, she's a similar weight category. Um, there's Ellis Hopkins. Um, there's, there's a couple of girls who are less experienced like me um, who would potentially be good fighters in the future is what I'm trying to say. So um, I don't really know just yet, uh, but yeah. Nice. Definitely, you're smoking like a true fighter. You just take anybody at any at any time, as long as yeah. I mean, match. eventually you're gonna have to do that because the women's circuit is nowhere near as big as the men's. So you right. are gonna be fighting right. friends or people that you get along with on the internet or people that you don't like. Um, you know, you'll end up fighting pretty much everyone by the time you right. get to the height of your career. I, I imagine. Does do you uh, have you asked your promoter if there's any plans on trying to get you some exposure over uh, North America in the states or Canada? Um, nope, I haven't spoke about it yet um, because my manager deals with all that with um, the promoter that we're going with. So I imagine that'll be a future thing. But I have, sorry, my hair is an absolute state. I should have really done it. Yeah, no, um, in terms of like the USA, like I've, I've said it for ages, like I would love to fight there. I would love to fight in Las Vegas. Um, I've always wanted to come to USA. When I was younger, I told my dad, I move into america when i'm older and he was really worried because obviously i was always going to go on my own and like gun crime and things like that is a lot bigger and so that's how we end up veering on the idea of australia um so yeah i've always wanted to go there so 100 percent in the future um we better fight there nice 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 what uh what, what do you think has been uh, your, your biggest challenge so far that you faced um you know becoming a pro Oh God! Like on, the um, journey, on the journey to becoming a pro, I guess. To better off, put it that way. Biggest challenge? I don't really know, to be honest. Um, I've not really felt like anything's been the biggest challenge. Maybe just, um, you know, like how the fights keep messing up and stuff. Right. Uh, probably the biggest challenge is then having faith in the next one's definitely going to happen, and then it doesn't. <laughs> And then the next one, and then it doesn't. So maybe it's just like um, not staying positive because I'm always positive throughout them camps because I love training and being in them. Um, but maybe just like having faith that they're going to happen. That's been the biggest challenge. <laughs> and I've had every right not to be. So, yeah. Right. Right. Cedric, any other questions for, for our lovely guest? Um, no, man. Just just good luck in your career. We're definitely going to be following you and and rooting for you all along. And uh, hopefully, it's hard to it's hard to get some of the fights over 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 there. But hopefully, that your fights will be televised or some way that we can. Yeah, uh, it will them. be live on Black Flash Promotions on YouTube. So I will send you their channel and then obviously yes, subscribe and tune yeah. in. I got a couple and more don't questions. Forget, me, me and Mike also have every Sunday we do a knockout of the week um, report. Right. So we hopefully to have you on there. With your winning that wonderful award, you got to win yeah. that yeah. award, knock out of the week award. Uh, a couple more questions. Uh, do you want to be loved or do you want to be feared in your career? Well, obviously, you want to be feared, don't you? You want to be feared, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's definitely. True, 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 true. And um, how did you get? How did you get the nickname? How did you get the alias? It's actually dead funny because again, it wasn't anything to do with boxing. So me and my dad. Um, uh, I've always lived with my dad since a young age. And so I did all the boy sports um, as such, you know, like more of the male orientated. So we loved darts and pool. So my dad set up a games room when I was younger. So we had a, a like a mini pool table in there. Um, and 
my favourite like pool player, well, he was actually a um, snooker player, but at the time I didn't know the difference, was called Hurricane Higgins. Um, <laughs> so I just decided I was going to be Hurricane Hannah. And then when I turned over to boxing, mode, I was like, why don't you just use that name? Like it's stalk. It, it sounds like, you know, it goes together. Um, and then I think my style's very much um, associated with that that name. I, I, I guess you could say it was a bit like a hurricane. <laughs> um, <laughs> Definitely a, fo so, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I just kept the name because I liked it. And then when I did turn pro, my previous coach and manager suggested, like, Million Dollar Baby just because of the way I looked and stuff. But I just thought it was a little bit cliche. wasn't me. and like wasn't my sort of personality. So we sort of went with it for a little bit, tried to get used to it, and I was just like, nah, I don't like it. So went back to Hurricane. Um, and, yeah, that, that's just where the name came from. It was pretty random, to be honest. It was more to do with playing pool than, than boxing, but... It ended up like it, actually it making sense. Fits. It definitely fits. You go in there and swirl around your opponent and and beat him exactly. up like a category five. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah. we, we, have, we have a question from one of our viewers who's watching. Um, who inspired you to uh, get involved professionally in boxing? Um, I wouldn't say anyone inspired me to get in professionally. Um, what actually happened was I fell into the sport went and fought on the road and just absolutely fell in love with the sport and thought this is what I need to do so I guess um I was my own inspiration because the only person that made me want to do it was was me fighting so um yeah that that, that was it really there was no inspiration but then shortly after I watched a documentary of Katie Taylor's called Katie and it was about her life her boxing everything that had led up to like you know her world title defenses and stuff like that and and you know, it was a it that was inspirational, and after that, I just was like, right, like you know, this is the the goal I want to do, and this is this is where I'm going. So yeah, um, she's inspirational, but no one inspired me to get into boxing. I, I can't lie and say that um, it didn't it didn't happen like that, unfortunately. Self motivated, self motivated. Yeah, always. <laughs> nice. yeah, true, true, true fighter at heart. Man. And one more uh, yeah. boxing question. Um. So you're 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 mentioning at the beginning it was you and your partner boyfriend just kind of just going you know just off the top of your head about what to do in the corner and stuff like that. I'm assuming now with your coach, um, you have more of a structured, uh, you know, more structured training. Like you know, he, he actually giving you like good instructions and letting you know what to do um, in the ring, or is he just kind of just going off the fly like before? Um, when I first went to him, it was a bit of a test and trial in terms of like what sort of my style was and um, where my strengths were where my weaknesses were so for the first couple of weeks we were doing different bits of different things and um, we'd do a bit of sparring just me and him just to see how I was when I was like reacting to people punching and not just like on the pads and things um, <clears throat> and then like we soon realized that like um, I, I had um, quite a, a big strength for a girl so we worked on basically right that's my strength now let's work on the weaknesses so our, our our plan is always structured around what we've got in front of us to be honest um so yeah i mean the structure is we go in um if we've got a fight we will work towards whoever we're fighting um incorporating things that we've watched off their fights um counters things that they like to do regular we would then pull that apart we would um, scrutinize them so we'd look at their, their strengths and stuff um, and then also look at their weaknesses and how we can capitalize on that so to be honest it's it's, it's just dependent on what we're doing um, and what we've got going on 
uh, in terms of bites and things. So the structure changes and adapts for whatever we need to be doing, really. Nice. Adapting to the situation, right? Yeah. Nice. Learning on the, learning on the fly. It looks, yeah. like, it, looks, it looks like you're doing it well, though. Yeah, well, we're, I'm trying. No one can say that, you know, if all, if all fails, no one can say I didn't give my absolute everything and then i then i'll be satisfied i'll be satisfied then do you know what i mean so Mm, um, yeah i'm not one of these where i'm a prospect and i've got this uh ego where you know i think i'm going to be the best in the world and that um you know i'm never going to get a loss like i'm aware that this is real life i've seen people i didn't think were going to get a loss get a loss recently um and you know these things happen so I think I'll be a dangerous fighter in the fact that I'm I'm always going to be hungry because um, I sort of know where I am in terms of my boxing. I don't think I'm better than what I am. Um, and, you know, no matter how confident I am, I, I know where I'm at. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I just think it'll be a really good journey. And no matter what happens, um, I will never regret doing this and, and giving up my life in Australia for it because I've already had such an amazing time. So I'm, I'm just, I'm only right. looking forward to what's next. Right. Um, when, 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 when you're ready to give it up, uh, hang up the gloves and stop fighting. Uh, what, never. What, kind of le- <laughs> what, what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? What, what, what do you want to be known for? I, I say this so you know people ask me about me interviews and stuff you know what is what is the end goal and things like that but to me I'm just never going to be satisfied unless I make a mark in boxing and people know who I am because of the boxing Um, you know I want people to speak about me when I'm dead and things you know for what I did in my career and I know it sounds so cliche and you know people are probably thinking you've hang on a minute you just said you know where you're at with your boxing and you're not getting ahead of yourself but you know it's okay to also have those dreams and ambitions so yeah um I would love to make my footprint in in the boxing hall of fame but you know we'll see well, yes we'll definitely see thank you know what thank you very much Hannah for for all your time today it's uh, you know it's it's been a blast. I'm I'm so happy that you agreed to do this. Uh, yeah, we're no definitely worries. gonna get you. We definitely want you to come back in the future. And uh, yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, Maybe just, one day you know, we can do it in person. Yes, yes definitely, yeah. definitely. Once once all this pandemic thing around the world stops, yes, that's eventually. I've what got we'd some love friends in America as well as anyway. So it's like maybe I should just come visit and do some sparring with girls and training and let's and just do, come down anyway, it. even if I'm not fighting <laughs> there. Let's definitely. I'll see if I can get someone to sponsor me to come over. <laughs> that'll be that'll be excellent. That'll yeah. be excellent. But yes, um, we we'll let you get back to uh, your busy life. I know that you got. I'm going. I'm taking this makeup and... off in a minute. I'm going to bed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got you got an early day. You got an early day. Uh, yeah. Yes. So we uh, we definitely will be supporting you throughout your career. Thank you for uh, coming on today, man. It was uh, it was a great pleasure. I know our I know our fans around the world are going to definitely love this interview. It was a great time. We will invite you back just before or after your next fight. Let's do it uh, after date, so we can chat. Yeah. Yeah, yes, so definitely. Uh, that date again is the 26th of March. 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 There you go, fans. You've heard it there. Hannah Bagley. March 26th. You don't want to miss it, man. Thank uh, you. Thanks for having me. Yes. And a big yes. shout out to all my sponsors. You are amazing. And I couldn't do this without you. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Definitely. Plug those sponsors. Yeah. Yes, so Knuckle Up fans, thanks for tuning in to another wonderful episode of Knuckle Up at Four with Mike Gore, featuring myself and Cedric Ben in the Den, and our special guest today, Hannah Bagley. Watch out for this girl, man. Forced to be reckoned with. Definitely a hurricane. We'll have her back in the studio after her next fight. Make sure you watch this girl. 
We'll talk to you tomorrow for another wonderful episode, New Prospect. And don't forget, we I think we have a friend of yours coming by on Friday. Hannah Rankin is stopping by for an interview. So. Oh, yeah. She was lovely. She was amazing. Yes. So, yeah. yes, thank you again, Hannah. It was great. And uh, to all our fans, man, we'll see you next time. See you later. Bye. <laughs>